and we're back with another episode of the FPL Fellas podcast. So we are a few hours from the end of game week 14. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you guys probably will all agree it's a very frustrating game week. I mean, I know Thomas, actually Pierce, was it as frustrating for you? Did you sell, what, what was your score? Uh, I got 65 points. I had a decent okay, week. that's pretty good. Yeah, um, stayed relatively well. Overall rank is now 500k, 498k to be exact. Uh, um, Captain Holland again, just because I can't stay away from him, and started Watkins. I stayed faithful to him this time, um, and I wasn't I wasn't going to be up for the deadline, and so I was just like, you know what, I'll give my trust in him. Um, and I had uh, Paro on the bench, who thankfully got no points, and uh, Watkins with 11, so the faith paid off, and then Fabian Cher with 6, Salah with 5, Gordon with fantastic 10, Boyle with 5, Alvarez with 5, four, and 14 with Holland, so yeah. <laughs> Overall, very like sound, sound game week. But yeah, what did you guys think? I forgot you stole it, Alvarez. Yeah, I mean, mate, this is still my game week one team, pretty much. Like, <laughs> I haven't really done that much. I haven't done that much chopping and changing. I've kind of been doing like the occasional transfer in and out with Bowen, getting him in, Palmer. I guess Embuemo is one of them, and then Simicast as well. Um, but yeah, the whole like structure of the team has kind of stayed the same for a while, which is nice. But yeah. Hopefully, you can do the wild card uh, now, game week 16, which is what the plan's always been for the last, I guess, five weeks. Um, and then pull the chip on that and just try and like hump down until uh, and make, I don't know, make the most of the points that you can get during the really quick uh, December break, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> that's fair. Um, 65 is pretty good. I think that's pretty much even for this game week, kind of. I got 63. Yeah. I, took a, I took a minus four, and that minus four was Watkins to Darwin. So it hurt a bit. Could have been a green arrow this week if I just held, but um, it didn't. I don't know. That was a 50 50 move. Um, and I was happy to go Darwin. He was unlucky. Well, I would say unlucky, but it's Darwin. I mean, I don't know. Like you say, I've, like you look across FPL Twitter. So people who I guess are more engaged in the game, and it feels like everyone who are more engaged, went with the move across. I don't know if that was forcing a move because you wanted to do something different or everyone really thought that the injury news was bad. But yeah, it felt like most people who are engaged um, would have done the move from Watkins to uh, Darwin or I did Isaac because I already have Darwin. And yeah, both of them blanked. So I think it just does feel extra frustrating that he then started and played 90 minutes against the Bournemouth side who, if we'd known he was starting, there was absolutely no chance anyone would have sold him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Darwin and Isak are both really good options, so I, I'm not worried about getting rid of Watkins right now. Like, he'll be someone I want back in when they aren't an option. Um, But it, it was sort of like, I, I wasn't going to get rid of him until at least Man City. And it just gave me reason to do it early and go on the Darwin stuff, so it is a bit annoying that the injury was there, because it wouldn't have happened. But with the information we had, it was the right move. I agree. Um, because we all expect maybe 60 minutes as well. Um, and he got a 90th minute winner. So, I mean, uh, equalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I had a decent week, 63. I had some unlikely people helping out, like Branthwaite, Shimakast with the late assist. Um, Son was a big one today with Holland and then Saka and Buemo Salah. Um, Darwin and Ferguson could have made, could have given me a good week because they definitely had their chances. Um, and even Gabrielle could have kept a clean sheet. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, I thought it was going to be a really good week, and it turned out to just be a mediocre one, maybe a little better than that. But um, there's a lot of stuff that needs to kind of change up with the squads right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, so I got 56 points. Uh, so that's another red arrow for me. I'm, the, I'm now falling a little bit behind you guys, 30 points behind you. And that's a consecutive week again that I've sold a double-digit player for a blanker. Just incredibly <laughs> frustrating stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just very, very frustrating. And then what makes it even worse is, you know, like I held on to cash instead of Dallow. Cash was rubbish. Yeah, I held on to DRB, didn't start. Yeah, very, very frustrating. But I mean, I guess outside of that, Livramento, who I did bring in for Dallow last week, got a very nice clean sheet. Um, so yeah, those things do add up. But yeah. That's, uh, I think that was some of the big talking points from the weekend. Or I guess there's some other stuff. Liverpool always scoring, City Spurs. You know, some some stuff we can go through as we are as we get on with it. Yeah. How did um, how did you like Darwin's performance this weekend? Because I'm I'm a bit. Uh, I think it's more recency bias kind of thing. But it, I was very frustrated watching him play. Like even though he was everywhere, I just didn't feel like he was ever dangerous. Apart from that one chance mm. to hit the bar. Yeah, I feel like his performance maybe mirrored Haaland in the sense that, yes, he got a lot of shots away. Um, but I don't think any of those chances were really ever like threatening. Like, I think it was the same with Haaland. Haaland got like six shots. But I, I like, well, you had to think back to the game. He had the open goal. They were... Sorry? He had the one chance to open goal, remember, at the start. Or yeah. when it was Haaland. Harland. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's the one that cut across the box, right? He just completely yeah. missed it. Yeah. It wasn't an open yeah, goal, but it was a poor Yeah, very for early. him, you expect him to score it, yeah. But outside of that, he didn't really have any t- like any chances that you would have thought back and thought, oh, he definitely should have scored that. Um, or at yeah. least in Harland's sense, he could have scored that because obviously that's, it's a very different you know, barometer for him than any other striker. But then, yeah, for Darwin, it was the same, right, where... Yeah, he had loads of shots when you look at the stats, but nothing where you'd ever sort of look back on and be like, yeah, that was one he definitely could have taken. Absolutely. Yeah, he also had another chance. I think it was like 60th, 70th minute, like just inside the box. He just completely skied it into Rosette as well. Like he was, yeah, he wasn't on his game. And he also could have gotten that assist for uh, the Grealish call, right? He was the one that played it into him. Mm-hmm. Holland. Or was that, yeah. or was that, or the, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, technically, you could have been looking at another assist, really, because well, Grealish was... While I was watching the game, I realised quite quickly that it might be difficult for Haaland to score today. Just Well, like, simply, it's quite easy because it's Haaland, but for like he was basically being double-marked. They were putting everyone really central to the box and letting the, yeah. like letting Doku basically come right into the penalty box. Like, and yeah, they welcomed Doku with no problem. Down that, down that wing on the penalty box, and it wasn't that dangerous some, at times with Doku. Like, he had a few chances, but it was kind of the right move, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they nullified his threat exactly, but because he was again, as as we, as I kind of mentioned on the last part, where uh, I mentioned how he's the best captain because of his ability to switch things up, and I think we saw that again with Harlan because he was more running the channels, yeah. and I mean, and, and when he was doing that, he obviously put himself in the position to get two assists. Obviously, the first one was probably. A bit fortunate, but definitely the second was, you know, a fortune of his sort of hard yards during the game of making the runs in the channel, and uh, yeah, like obviously physically and athletically dominating those, you know, a bit slower 
guys that Tottenham have in the back. So I think, yeah, you your comment about last week, how do you feel about the um, the skill level comment that you made with Salah and Haaland? Do you think that was justified? Yeah, I do. But I do think it was justified. I think it was clear. It was quite clear during the games that Haaland was way more involved. Um, but like Haaland could have easily had a 13 plus. He should have scored at the start. Yeah. And he had a couple other good chances he would put away on other weeks. Um, and he was creating all over the place. So Salah had a – like, he just really wasn't – it was all Darwin mostly. Um, I guess Salah could have got the assist off Darwin's one that hit the bar and a couple – maybe a couple others. But um, Salah was mostly assist threat. It wasn't necessarily a goal threat. Um, yeah, I would still – and also Fulham are good, as we saw. They are leaky, but they are good. Well, yeah, I mean, they conceded four goals. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Leaky is definitely the word I'd use, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I do agree. I do agree. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess we can start looking ahead to midweek fixtures because, obviously, that's uh, the next game week. And I think it's our first midweek fixture of the FPL season, so it's pretty exciting. Tuesday um, game. And then on that note of the midweek games... Do you guys have any sort of standout guys in your team who you would say are rotation risks? Because I have to say, I'm looking at my back line and it's not great in terms of a rotation risk. I've got Shimakas, who we know, you know, Joe Gomez can easily come in for. I've got Livermento, who Hall can come in for, even though Livermento has been quality and probably was man of the match of, uh, of that game at the weekend. And then also Matty Cash, maybe... Probably a transfer out, but and then I've got Castagna who was benched, and I'm hoping that's a benching to bring in in midweek. But yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat. I mean, I've got Timmy Cass, Shar, Gabriel, and then Bayer who is on Burnley, but he's out. He also had 11, what, 13 points this weekend. But um, yeah, I think um, and Pora. So I'd want to play probably a back four because Spurs play in West Ham, Arsenal play in Luton. And Newcastle play in Everton and Liverpool play in Sheffield. So that's like a lot of points that can be picked up from defenders just in clean sheets, basically. Let alone some of the attacking returns that you can get with Pedro Porro or Simi Cass, maybe even Cher. So like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you, Thomas? Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I think my team is looking quite poor for this week. Um, I still have Ferguson... Uh, like shit, like you said, my, my back line is quite cheap and I've still got cash. So Van Heck or Branthwaite is going to have to be in the team if I don't do a transfer for cash this week. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm tempted to just hold out and pray that one of Brighton or Brentford do well, that I get points off those guys. Um, but cash does need to go at some point. Uh, if his price goes down, I lose value. I might get rid uh, this week instead of next. But I don't know if I can trust yeah. Brant- Branthwaite, even if it's at home to Newcastle. That's just too difficult. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, PS, you mentioned the Villa City game, which is now particularly interesting because Rodri is out, which probably yep. makes Watkins an easy, easy hold now. Um, yeah, it's worked out just just the luck I needed, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know, City as we know are. You know, they're not impenetrable but impenetrable by any means. And then you take out Rodri and they suddenly oh. become, you know, a very beatable side as we saw with their run of losing every single game that he was out of. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, Villa obviously a, a very decent team. So you can really not not bet against them at home against at home against them. So yeah, I think he's a good one to keep. I think my problem now is Diaby. Diaby is not of that level at all. Got an assist today, but he's just nowhere near as consistent. He doesn't replace him at all. So I think I might look to move him on. I think you know Chelsea guys. I'm looking at. Um, well, who do you think of Chelsea? What was Palmer's injury? Um, I didn't even see. He came on just after. He came off like 60th minute, I believe. Um, came on. But yeah, he came on as a sub. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing nothing too great. It seems like it was more just a, a load issue from what mm-hmm. I understand. But I, I haven't seen anything else on Twitter from any of like the big like Chelsea journals and stuff like that. Uh, the one who I guess, I mean, I missed some of the game. Um, I watched like a lot of like the condensed highlights and clips that I've seen of uh, Tacticos on Twitter and stuff. And uh, Mudrick and uh, looked fantastic for when he had the ball. Like, just he seems to get a lot more confident and stuff. But yeah, he's the only other one that I guess Chelsea guys that I started mm-hmm. to take note of. And Sterling was just doing his his normal stuff, nothing crazy. Um, and yeah. Jackson as well has se- seemed to almost pick himself up a bit after <laughs> the shambolic leak on Twitter. Like he's uh, he seems to be doing a lot better. So yeah, those are the only Chelsea guys I'd kind of look at if anything. But nothing, interesting, nothing so, great. I mean, Chelsea do these this great run of fixtures probably. Yeah. after this week but it does feel like with um Unkunku coming back that none of that sort of front four is safe like Jackson could be rotated for him um Colt Palmer could be rotated for him Sterling could Gallagher is out now so obviously he could lose his spot and yeah, yeah it doesn't really feel like there's anyone nailed there or am I or is Sterling nailed I'd say, Ster- uh, yeah, I'd say like we said in the last pod, Sterling is definitely the most nailed out of all of them. He's instrumental to this team, and Poch loves him. Um, but I think the whole thing with Palmer is that he's he's just he's played so many games, and it was kind of just like he might have had a niggle or something. He just just wanted to give him minutes and kind of do a little bit of rotation. I mean, they played well today, so can't really can't really hate it. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The other option I'd be looking at would be like Luis Diaz. Um, you know, he yeah. had, a, had a good game today. Obviously, he got a... He didn't actually contribute to any of the goals, but he oh, obviously is always, always threatening. And yeah, he's part of a, one of the... Probably the best attack in the league. Uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of goal scored, they are. So, yeah, he's always... It's honestly, if you, if you, yeah. it's honestly so disappointing on the topic of Liverpool is that Trent costs so much freaking money to get him in your team. Because what is he now? He's like... 7.8 or something. Yeah, he's almost eight. It's like, mate, yeah. what a luxury to have him and Holland and Salah in your team and maybe Son. Like, you can't yeah. even do all of them. It's virtually impossible. But yeah, he's, exactly. he looked, like, he's, looking, he's looked fantastic the last two years. I am looking maybe to find a way to get back to Trippier, not next week, yeah, but I like possibly after. And yeah, I mean, I think he's got one more yellow card to the suspension. So maybe it's one of them where I'm just going to have to like, wait it out until he gets that yellow card and then gets suspended and then I'll bring him in. Yeah. Um but yeah I do think trend as well. One of the other suspended. one of the other players I think I'm somewhat interested in is I this might just be for my case since I'm gonna I'm basically attacking the next two game weeks uh with players before I do the wild card and I want to get at least an Arsenal midfielder in. I want to get Saka in um or Martinelli because they're playing Luton and that should hopefully be like nine nil basically and it's almost like if you don't have one of them i think you, you're gonna miss out on a massive hole 
So if, yeah. if you have more, if you have one of those midfielders already, they'll be set. But in my case, I don't have any. I just have Gabriel. Um, but I'd love to get Saka, and he would be perfect for that game. And then week after, keep him, and then just bin the whole squad for the wild cards. But yeah, yeah, that's that would be yeah, what a good position to uh, dead end your team. So it's not a bad. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like. I still like Saka. It's it's yeah. I think he's someone to do take Like with penalties, well, hopefully if he takes them, um, with penalties, and he he did look good this weekend. I think against the bad teams, he can be someone that you're reliant on. I mean, even against the good teams, he can get low scores. He just ticks. Uh, I'm never gonna put him on a captaincy, but he's reliable um, for now at least. And because the fixtures are good, aren't they? So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I I'm I'm very torn whether. Brentford at, Brentford at home for Ferguson is worth keeping or for a minus four this week. And I think the minus fours are coming in hot like right now, which I don't really like to do. Um, but there's so much I want to change with my team. Would you, do you think like Isak's worth it, Tom? Because I mean, just watching this weekend, it's, it was ridiculous how involved he was. Yeah. I think when it comes to Isak, if you're going to do it, it's kind of a now or never thing because I think it's, around like game week 18 so sort of four more clear weeks where we are almost sure he's a starter um because of wilson's injury um so yeah i think it's and also he has a pretty good fixture run for those four or five games so yeah he's before that liverpool and city game in on in the new year so i think if you're going to do it it's kind of pull the trigger as soon as possible uh, or else you kind of miss miss the the most opportunity to get the most out of him um yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with that. And actually someone someone I'm kind of eyeing up right now to replace Diaby as well. So I was just speaking of Chelsea players when Liverpool is Huang Huang He Chan. Mm-hmm. Now got Burnley at home, Forest at home, West Ham away in his next three. And obviously he's on pens, playing as a striker, out and out striker. Um and yeah, he's got seven goals in nine hundred minutes. And yeah, I think he's just been really effective this season. And as we, we've spoken a lot about Wolves uh, previously, and we think they're actually still quite a very, very good side still, you know. Um, and obviously for his price on penalties, um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a good choice. Yeah, for his price, it's definitely worth worth the stab. I think there's, if right now Trippier and TAA are making a case for being picked up. I'm not sure about TAA just yet. He's scoring, you know, those are not, it's not necessarily the kind of stuff I want to see the way he's scoring. It's like, I mean, he's involved, he's in, he's around the box, but it's not like he's pumping in crosses like he kind of was before um, and getting like high key, key passes every game. Uh, but Trippier is worrying me and I'm going to have to get him in back very soon. I'm going to try and figure out what point in Christmas is a good time to get him in, but we're going to have to try and avoid uh, rotation for that one because it's very likely he does get rotated. But like generally Actually, generally just Huang He Chan and Gordon, those guys, Palmer. Yeah. You could have two having two of them in your midfield starting every week would open up a ton of funds. Mm, no, definitely. And, and and yeah, Gordon's probably same uh page where with um with Barnes coming on his way back, he's again someone that if you want to bring in, he's probably one you really want to do as soon as possible. So yeah, uh, Gordon's definitely on my radar between him, Huang, uh, some cheaper midfielders because I want to maybe try and find a way to upgrade my way to Trippier. But what do you think? If I have Livramento, who I think is a starter, 
at least yeah. like let's say let's say most games I think he's going to start. He will get rotated. Then. That's fine. Do you think him and uh, Dubraka? So not do was it Dubraka? Dubravka? Dubravka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think both of them? Do you think both of them could cover Trippier? Um, maybe for the price, but yeah, it's all dependent on who you get instead of Trippier for the money. But yeah, um, I mean it's a doable strategy. I think Dubravka is a good pick now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really us it's an easy yeah. one to do or even yeah because that was quite funny we we're talking about goalkeepers last week and we were just like oh, there's nothing boom weekend later information suddenly there's a guy who's potentially essential yeah i, I really i already have him and saka loaded into my transfers like both mm-hmm. of them are, are basically coming into the team because I've, I've banked two free ter- transfers and i've got to get rid of pope now so may as well do the easy newcastle swap and stay faithful with the boys mm-hmm. yeah yeah I do, I do like Dubravka now. Um, 3.9 mil. Like. <laughs> yeah, and the, the fixtures are solid. Um, they're not incredible, but if you get him with Ariola, you could probably throw in Ariola when the tough fixtures come around. Um, yeah. So, definitely solid. Actually, on that note as well, Thomas, um, for the Newcastle double up, because I think a lot of people would be looking to bring in a Newcastle, whether goalkeeper or defender this week. How would you feel about Everton's chances of wiping that clean sheet? Um, probably pretty decent, but we're at home, so I'd say we had a good chance of scoring. But United kept us out, even though we, we did create a lot. Um, they did keep us out, so it's definitely doable. Obviously, Newcastle are way better than United. Um, but, you know, it might be some fatigue for them, more so than us. So I think mm-hmm. we could have a, we could, could have a de- decent game if the momentum like swings our way. Um yeah, it's all about like the first goal, really. They could easily shut yeah. us out. They could shut us out if they go up 1-0. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this today. Just, um, I think the, the downgrade from Pope to Dubravka isn't crazy. Like, Dubravka was a starting Prem keeper for a mm-hmm. long time. He, you know, an international level for Slovakia, I think he starts. Very good, very good goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a huge downgrade or anything. Pope, Pope's obviously good, but you look across to the other four, 4.0 starting top six keeper Kelleher and he had an absolute stinker and I think with him in goal like it we already know how reliant Liverpool are on you know Allison almost bailing them out at times um, and they're not getting that from Kelleher because he's just you know he's actually just not a great goalkeeper um, so you know you could look at these Liverpool assets at least uh, Simicast and sort of see Sheffield United next and then sell um, with a tough run of fixtures, and I know Allison's not back. Um, he's back like fairly soon, but he's still he's back for very tough games. So, yeah, I think Simicast after this week could be someone to look at to get rid of. Yeah, I'm looking to pump a bit of money into my defense, which means I'm probably going to have to um, downgrade someone in the attack. Uh, you know, I might find it difficult to get Isak in with the number of transfers I have. But I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I think I have. I can wait um, with Isak. I, I think Everton away is not easy. I don't think there's gonna be like three or four goals, even though Newcastle are very capable. So I think I could wait for Spurs away and just do that because I think Newcastle will be quite good there. Um. So yeah, but I, I'd like Isak in, but there's so many chances to make. 
Um, I, I think someone in the midfield is going to have to get downgraded pretty soon. Like, Mbwemo just came in for me, and I can see him going in two to three game weeks, which just doesn't seem ideal. But I think when mm-hmm. once I once I get to Aston Villa at home or his blank game week, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely some, very fair. I feel like I've made some poor transfers lately where I'm just kind of chasing the upside. but And then none, mm-hmm. of them, none of them really paid off. I've gotten a bit of returns, but... Like yeah, I think it's and Boimo have ticked very slowly. Yeah, I think it's now. Now you kind of just got to bring in the guys who you would really back to be starting basically every game. Because yeah, Tuesday, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday. So yeah, it's there's a few there's a few sort of um, midweek games you have to just guarantee your guys going to start. Yeah. Um, would you? I, I'm very against it, but would you look at United players still? Guys like Fernandez, you know you're going to play every week. Um, let me see their fixtures. He's so expensive; it's just it's so hard to justify. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He is at an expensive price. Fixtures just ain't great. Like it, it doesn't have to be like yeah. He, he's probably a no, but there are still like plenty of other guys in the league who you know are basically guaranteed to to start, and they're just a lot better. Um, as I said, the cheaper guys, you know, there's not a whole lot in it between, you know, Wolves attacking United's attack, is it? Like, yeah, it generally isn't. Uh, United's yeah. third ball, I, I don't know how long Ten Hag's really going to last, um, which is a big problem because I just don't know Although, if we need managerial changes. But maybe, maybe not Fernandez. How about uh, Garnacho Punt? Garnacho Punt, how much is he? I don't mind. Nacho it. Is, I'm not gonna go as much as I like just said, obviously he's not going to play every game. But if he sits on your bench at four point seven, and you can Ooh. really predict what games he's going to start at four point seven, playing That's not terrible. You know, he's obviously you know I just was just shitting on United's attack, but they're still obviously <laughs> top ten in attack. Um, if you've got him for four point seven, and um, yeah, and honestly he's he's his form has allowed him to be a starter. Like if anyone's Rashford's going to be the one who's rotated. Um, so yeah, he right now looks like he's in the team. And at 4.7, if he comes out, he just sits on your bench. Like it's not that deep. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate it. I, I would go for one of the five mil guys probably, but don't hate it. Um, so I think this week's an interesting one for captains because uh, in my opinion, I think Darwin does rival Salah for captaincy in this Sheffield game. Uh, are you worried maybe that Darwin gets benched, just not having a great day? Honestly, maybe I could be in a position, I'll have to think about it, where I, yeah, I mean, yeah, Darwin getting benched, I mean, I, 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 can't, I wouldn't rule it out, to be honest, because they still have... Uh, Jota and Gakpo, who are both capable of playing striker. So yeah, I think if you're captaining, it does make it quite difficult unless we get, you know, confirmed from Klopp that or confirmed leak that he's starting, um, which is probably going to be unlikely because let's see, they don't play until they don't play until the day after the deadline. So yeah, we probably won't get news on Liverpool. Um, 
So yeah, I think Salah has to be the way to go if you don't have any info. Because yeah, it, I, I don't think you can completely rule out him getting dropped. Yeah. I'm a bit, not worried, but it would be an absolute bummer. It would just make the whole Watkins move look terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, probably do have to expect Darwin to get benched at some point. I still think he can come off the bench and do something, but it's not ideal. Yeah. Um, and also, unfortunately, the case for me, as I said, with myself, 30 points behind you guys and 80 points off the top of the league. I mean, I know that shouldn't be a complete factor, but I'm sitting at 1.3 mil and it's kind of like it doesn't feel like an awful week to go for a differential captain. Yeah, I, I think it is a decent one. Um, yeah. I just don't... I'm still always so weary going against Haaland and Villa isn't the worst fixture for... I mean, we just saw them leak two goals to Bournemouth who are on a bad side, but we know Villa will leak goals quite a bit. Um, they're just good at scoring them. Uh, and so, I don't know. I still think it's tight between Haaland and Salah, but I'll probably get out of the Salah route just because it's Sheffield or Sheffield or Sheffield. Like, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. And also, as I said, Rodri out. and He's just so key to uh, dictating the game. We're up against a tough team. It's not going to be easy. Like honestly, if he turns that mid from like pretty good to elite, and then you take him out, and Villa actually they've got pretty damn good midfield themselves, so they can definitely compete um, compete on that front. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm actually, I think Villa are top. Like at least as an attacking side, they can be a top. You could probably say they're a top four attacking side, maybe in the league. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for FPL wise, like stiff, like I getting rid of Watkins hurts now, but um, yeah. definitely you know someone will get back in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, is everyone playing Ariola this week? Because I'm looking at that and I absolutely despise it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's either yeah. that or you're doing a minus four for uh for Dubravka, which I don't think anyone's going to do. Everton's not worth worth that. This week, at least. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I'm yeah. not interested. I mean, I've, I've, I banked two transfers, so I might just use both of them on Saka and Zagrafka. But yeah, I think I'm still probably starting Pope. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ariola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, is is there much else to go on about? I think this, this week was funny. Because I think if most people just kept their teams as it was, they probably would have done better. Yeah, uh, also, yeah. also, we we talked about talked up like Salah having a huge captaincy week and Holland having a huge captaincy week. Ended up being Saka and Son were a bit better anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's not like anyone did those guys anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, what what did Saka get? He only got seven though, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, he got eight. Eight. Yeah, he got, maybe at one point. He got a bonus at the end. Yeah, one point more. So it's not that deep. Um, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Well, all right. Perfect. <laughs>